Hey friend, before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast, but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time-consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at elizabethmccravey.com slash record. Now, here's the episode. If you've ever wondered how much is too much editing when it comes to the testimonials you get for your business, then you are in the right place. We're exploring questions like, how should I do a pull quote? What if they had a typo? What if the grammar just doesn't make sense or if the client didn't write in full sentences? It can feel really frustrating figuring out where to draw the line when you get ready to use the testimonials and your marketing and all those kind of places. So we're going to get you some clarity right now, and I'm super excited to dive into this topic. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth McCravey and you're listening to the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Each week, I'll bring you workshop style trainings that teach you how to stand out online, design success from the inside out and create a breakthrough business. It's time to turn viewers into raving fans and design the business and life of your dreams. I'm so excited you're here. All right, this episode is all about diving into this wonderful, mysterious question of, is it okay to edit my client's testimonials? But first, if you're new here, I want to say welcome. I'm Elizabeth. I'm a website designer based in Nashville, Tennessee. And on this podcast, we dive into really all the things online business. We talk marketing, design, copywriting, tons of website-related things, and just all kinds of really great tips. So if you've been a listener for a while now, I want to say thank you. We are at episode number 20, and this is certainly not any kind of celebratory episode. We're just doing something normal, maybe a celebration episode for like episode 50 or 100 or something. But if you've been a listener for a while, thank you. And I would love to ask, have you left a review yet? If you're listening in the little purple Apple podcast app, I'd love for you to hit the review button, leave five stars and write something about the show. It helps a ton. And I would also just love to hear your thoughts in general. And yeah, crazy that this is 20 episodes. So that means that when this episode is done, it'll be over around 12 hours of me talking that is recorded and on this sweet little podcast app. So that's just so much. And it's funny because I thought I would struggle a lot to come up with content for this podcast. Like when I first started, I was like, how am I going to do this every week? That's so much content. But then it's been hilarious because I feel like I'm constantly, thanks to you guys and the questions you ask, I'm just constantly coming up with new things to talk about and old things I've talked about before to like explore more deeply. So it's been really fun. This has like become quickly one of my favorite things I do in my business. So thank you for listening. And I'm excited to dive into this. So last week, I shared my process for effectively collecting testimonials from your past clients. And if you missed that episode, I want you to tune back into that one. Even though this is completely different content, they kind of build on each other because that one establishes how you're going to ask for the testimonials. And this one establishes some rules 
for using the testimonials and your marketing, all of that kind of stuff. So it's a really good episode. And if you're already asking for feedback after projects, like if you already feel like you got the testimonial thing down, I still think you'll learn a lot of the specifics in that episode. All right, people. So let's dive in. What's okay and what's a bad move? First of all, I want to share a little story. So I had someone tell me recently that someone they worked with literally wrote a review and then asked them to say it was their own words, like to prove it. So basically like the business wrote the review for the client, like wrote the testimonial and then asked the client to say it was their words. And she didn't realize this wasn't okay. And I want to tell you guys, this is the most not okay thing ever. So as like a first, not even like a pointer on this episode, just know like you should never be writing the testimonial for your client and then asking them to like approve it as something they agree with. That's really unethical and not okay. So let's all get on that same page that that's not something we want to do. We want to serve our clients so well that them writing the testimonial when it comes time for you to ask those questions that feels easy for them to brag on you and to talk about how great the experience was, not something you have to write for yourself. Um, So that's just a little, that was a little funny thing that when she told me that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's too crazy. Um, So yeah, another thing I want to point out too real quick, these are my opinions. I know this whole podcast is my opinions, but there's no giant rule book anyone has written about this question of, is it okay to edit testimonials? Trust me, I have looked for that rule book. I have been there online. Like, I kind of feel like I need to change this. They have this horrible typo or this thing they wrote makes no sense. What do I do? And there's not much out there on the internet about this. Um, And so I kind of came up with, here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to be ethical and also help everyone in the situation with it. So these are my standards for what I do in my business. But it's, of course, my opinions because there's no giant rule book about this. Okay, so the first thing... It is okay to edit any typos or grammatical errors. So I'm saying it's okay to edit typos or grammatical errors in the testimonials. So if your client misspells a word or they used incorrect grammar, it is okay to fix it. This one to me feels like a simple yes, because these things need to be edited to ensure your website and marketing is professional you have some big pull quote in your website with like a giant typo, it does not make you look good. It also doesn't make that client look good. So I think the perspective on this one for me is that that client would want me to fix the error. Like I know if I wrote a testimonial for someone and like spelled something wrong or like did a run on sentence or just something that did not make sense, I would be appreciative. Like, thank you for fixing that, not publishing on your website, making me look like I don't know how to spell because that is the kind of thing I would do. So yeah, no one wants a bunch of typos out there with their name on it. And this is one that I don't even think you need permission for from the client. Like I think it's okay to just see like, okay, they need a comma between that word and and, you know, this is spelled wrong. This needs to be capitalized. Those kinds of things I don't think you need to ask permission for. And like you heard last week, I do ask permission to edit certain things when I collect testimonials from my clients. And this is actually one of the things I list in the question of things I'm asking if I can edit. 
but I think it would be okay not to. So if you're looking at like an old testimonial you got years ago and you're needing to edit it, I would say you're okay to just edit it without talking to the client first. And for me, you guys know I'm a website designer and I do lots of custom websites. And when I'm working on a client's website, I have my one-on-one clients, I have them give me a document with all their testimonials in it. And then I work through that document. I come up with pull quotes. I decide what should go on the website, what shouldn't, what's worth it going on the site. So we'll talk about this more in another episode, but like, I don't think every testimonial you've received needs to be on your site. You need to choose the best of the best, but I help my clients figure out what needs to go on there and I edit the testimonials. So if I'm looking through their testimonials and I find tons of typos and misspellings and you know things that need to be capitalized but aren't, I just fix it. Because again, I think the client wants it to be fixed and my client also wants it to be fixed. I want their website to be as professional and air-free as possible. So That is number one. It's okay to edit typos or grammatical errors. Number two, it is okay to rework the testimonial if it is confusing. Okay, so this one's a little more complicated. Be super careful here not to change the intent of the author, but if something the client said needs a little more explanation for it to make sense, I think it's okay to fix it. So for example, if you asked one of the questions I mentioned in last week's episode of what is your favorite part of your new website? That's a question I ask people, um, ask my clients after. And let's say the client answered the about page, it showcases my team and our values so incredibly well. Well, if I put that quote on my website, it doesn't make any sense. The about page, period. It showcases my team and our values so well. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So I would say it's all right for you to change that quote to our favorite part of the new website is the about page because it showcases our teams and our values so incredibly well. So to tell you what I changed there was I added our favorite part of the new website is, which was literally what the question was. And then I added in the word because to explain what the meaning was there. So see, that's fine because I didn't change the meaning at all. I didn't add in any random words to describe it better. I just simply said what they said, but made it into a full sentence. And another tip I would give when you ask your questions that questionnaire, I want you to send your clients a questionnaire asking for feedback after a project. And when you send that questionnaire, ask your clients to write in full sentences. Um, I always do, but sometimes they still don't. That happens to me where sometimes people, you know, do what I just had that example of, of they just say the about page because, you know, that kind of thing. But I do ask them to write in a full sentence. That way I don't have to deal with this part of the editing. Um, And it typically is going to give you better testimonials when people are choosing to write in full sentences. So I would recommend asking that. But yeah, if they don't write in a full sentence, it's okay to add a little bit more to make it a complete sentence and make it make sense. Just don't embellish on what they said. Number three, this is another okay. Most of these are things I'm telling you that are okay, but we'll get into some not okay soon. But number three and okay, bolding, italicizing, and underlining stuff in the testimonial when you display it. So some of you might be thinking like, of course that's okay. Like why wouldn't it be? Um, And some of you might be like, oh, I'm actually like, I'm not sure about that. Um, Because we sometimes see things where it'll say like emphasis added and I, a great example of that is sometimes when you see scripture written, it'll have like maybe something's italicized or bolded, and then it'll tell you under it that like, hey, that's not how it appeared in the Bible. Emphasis was added. So we see that for other things besides scripture too, but sometimes it feels like, like, wait, do we need to say that? Because I'm going to tell you later on another episode when we talk about this, but like 
when you use testimonials and your marketing on your website, all those places, you want to bold and italicize things to draw attention to it. When you have like some giant paragraph of text that most people don't want to read, bolding, italicizing, adding some things like that, underlining is all going to be important to make it more readable and engaging and fun to see. So I would say you don't need to ask to do that and that's completely okay to bold italicize underline all of that because it's not changing the meaning of the review you're simply calling out information kind of similar to doing a pull quote uh, to show what's most important in the review number four we have another okay here so it's okay to shorten the testimonial so this one's hugely important to know because ultra long testimonials are a drag to read like no one wants to read a super, super long multiple paragraphs of text about the particular thing you did all at once. Uh, getting long testimonials is a really great thing. I always aim to get like as much words as possible for testimonials, but then displaying short testimonials is really great. That's what you want. You want short testimonials displayed and you want to get long testimonials from your clients. So it's totally fine to cut out parts of the testimonial to make it shorter for your website or your marketing use, but make sure that by deleting something, you aren't changing the meaning of what the client said. So obviously, I feel like this should go without saying again, talking about ethics, like you guys know, you're smart cookies, you know what's good and what's not. But if you're deleting specific things to make the review sound better, that's not a good move. But if you're editing something to be shorter, that's a huge win. So for example, using one of the example testimonials from a past client of mine last week, it was long. Um, and the longer version, I'm going to kind of show you an example here. The longer version of the testimonial is she's inspiring, talented, and on it. I got giddy every time she sent me an update or shot me an email about next steps. It has been beyond seamless, ahead of schedule, and eye-opening. I would pay her double what she charged. So that was a very sweet testimonial from my friend Jenna. And it's it's not even that long. That's just a portion of the whole thing. But on my website, I might want to change for a pull quote, that whole quote to she's inspiring, talented and on it, or even Elizabeth is inspiring, talented and on it. I would pay her double what she charged. So that would be a great pull quote because I'm pulling out two things from that sentence that was, or a couple sentences that was all really positive, but I'm pulling out the two parts that you know, um, have the most draw and the most like pain double what you charge. Like, that's a really, really great testimonial there. And by me pulling those things out for a pull quote, it's not changing the meaning. It's still exactly what she said. I just cut out some of the details in order to make a solid pull quote. So people don't typically read long testimonials. Again, I always tell people this, but explore your own internet habits and you'll see that. It's nice to know the testimonials are there. Like we want to know that the person we're hiring has people who said a lot of nice stuff about them, but we typically don't read the whole thing. So that's just a fact. And we'll explore that more next week. But just to start here, it is okay to shorten testimonials. All right, number five, it is okay to reorder sentences in the testimonial. So I will keep stressing throughout this, do not change the meaning of what the person is trying to say. That is the biggest no-no. Do not put words in their mouth. Do not edit out things that aren't pretty enough. Uh, but if there is a sentence you'd like to put first, or if you're mashing two different paragraphs together, it's totally cool to move things around a little. But again, the meaning needs to not be changed. So you're a smart cookie. Go with your instinct here and just make sure you're not changing 
what the person was trying to say. All right, number six, it is okay to change pronouns to names. So I kind of gave that example a minute ago with that testimonial from Jenna where I said the pull quote would be the what she actually wrote was she's inspiring, talented, and on it. But I'm using that as a pull quote, who is the she? The she is Elizabeth, and it sounds better for me to say Elizabeth is versus she is. It just makes more sense when it's as a pull quote. Um, so yeah, I talked about this in the last episode about how I asked my clients specifically to approve this in addition to the grammo and typer change thing, just because I always like to have permission. So that's going to be my biggest encouragement to you guys going forward is to ask for permission in general, but these are still the things I think are okay. So let's just say you have a lengthy testimonial from a client and you want to take just one sentence and use it on your sales page. Like, so using another example, let's say the sentence reads, he made working together so easy and fun. When using this as a pull quote, you could change it to your own name and or your business name, either way. But you want to make it make sense as a pull quote, which would mean cutting out the she or he in the sentence there. Or also, if you're like me, you know, I changed my business name (laughs) three times, three different business names. So fun there. (laughs) But I had some old testimonials that used my actual old business name. And it's like my business was always just me. Like that's the person they were referring to. Um, So it was okay for me to change it from when it said my old business name to saying Elizabeth or Elizabeth McCravey instead of that name because it's still the same thing. It's still who they were talking about. Okay. Now that we got all those okays out of the way, I hope that's comforting to know like what is okay. And now we're going to move into what is not okay. So not okay. Adding or editing in a way that changes the meaning of the testimonial. So I've already said this a couple of times and I can, I keep stressing this, but do not change anything that will change the meaning of the testimonial. So I keep saying this, but I know you guys are super smart and you care about your businesses and you know, deep down when switching something around changes the intent. So if a testimonial needs to be edited a ton for you to want to use it, then it's not a good testimonial. Like, unfortunately, you ask someone to write you something that wasn't great and you seem to ditch it and you hope for better testimonials. I have plenty of testimonials from clients who were incredible and who I know liked working with me that I have not used because they just weren't great testimonials. And I don't have any big reason for why they didn't write a great testimonial that I know of, you know, but it's just sometimes like people don't write in a way that you're like, oh, that's such a good quote. That makes other people want this too, or that explains what happened really well. And just don't use those testimonials. And you can also always ask clients to write something else if this does happen, but you're like, man, I know they they had something good to say. So actually for me, a couple of projects ago, the client wrote me really short sentences and like non-sentences, like I was talking about earlier, like not full sentences for their review. And it didn't feel very usable, but I knew they had a great experience working with me because they kept telling me in emails and in text messages and in our face-to-face conversations. And so I'm like, I read their their form fill out and I'm like, man, that's, that's unfortunate that these aren't that great of testimonials because I know they had a great experience. So I emailed them and I said, hey, I know yesterday you were telling me about how you think this new website will change your business and how it really reflects your personality so well. Would you mind writing me a testimonial about that specifically? You can just email it to me when you have a chance to. And she did. She wrote me a better testimonial because I just asked. So if that happens to you where you're like, man, that was a bad testimonial, but I know they had a great experience, just ask. Just ask them to do 
a new one if you feel like it's appropriate and that they actually had a great experience and they're not just writing you something. You don't want to do that and step on toes in that way. But yeah, so it's not okay to add anything or edit in a way that will change the meaning. And the last big point here, number eight, it is not okay to enhance the testimonial. So in most cases, you should never be adding any words into what someone said, especially not meaningful words. So like changing Elizabeth was fun to work with to Elizabeth was amazing and incredible and so fun to work with. It's not okay because by doing that enhancement, I'm embellishing what the client said and that completely changes the meaning. Like saying that Elizabeth was fun to work with and then changing that to a whole bunch of different descriptors is like not the same thing. Like they said fun, it's not my place to change fun to something else. So yeah, do not enhance what someone had to say about working with you. And as a reminder, ask your clients when you can, like going forward from this episode on, ask your clients uh, for permission to edit stuff. And if you can't on past clients, that's okay. But like going forward, go for that. And if you missed last week's episode, I want to tell you again what that question was. I specifically asked, is it okay for me to use this review for my website and marketing materials along with your full name and business name? So that's one question I ask. I'm asking permission to use their name and the review. So just to be clear on like, hey, I'm planning to use this review possibly on my website and your name would go with it. So that's a really good question to ask, especially if you're in an industry where people might not want their name displayed with whatever they're saying about you. So it's a good question. And then you want to ask permission to tweak the review. So here's the question I ask. If appropriate, I may need to make minor edits to your review above, such as deleting a sentence to make it shorter, changing she to Elizabeth, correcting grammar or misspellings, etc. Do I have your permission to do this? Okay, so that's the question you want to ask and get them to tell you yes or no, or maybe even mark another box uh, as an option. And most people say yes. I don't think I've ever had someone say no, but it's still good practice. Like that way when you go and you're working your website and you're like editing your testimonials to go on your website or your Instagram or a marketing brochure or wherever, you don't have to be asking like, man, is what I'm doing okay? Is this ethical? Is this wrong? What if they don't want me to change that? What if they're not okay with their name being on my website? Like you don't have to ask any of those questions when you're asking the client for permission first. So that is my biggest suggestion is to ask for permission. So there you have it, a big old guide to editing testimonials. I hope this was so helpful and informative for you guys and maybe answered some questions that maybe you didn't even know you had, but maybe ones that will also just give you clarity going forward on using testimonials because they really are such a powerful business tool for your marketing. As a reminder, you can find the show notes for this episode on my blog at elizabethmccravey.com slash blog or in the show notes on whatever podcasting app you're using. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes you've listened to, like I said in the beginning, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a business gal pal about the show. It means the world to me when you guys share this and when I know you're spreading the word and when I get to hear your feedback. So to close us out this week, I told you guys I'm going to start doing quotes at the end. I have a quote from the one, the only Bill Gates. And it's a quote about customer satisfaction. And in the spirit of all that we're talking about with feedback and testimonials and that kind of thing, it's a great reminder. So Bill Gates says, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. So remember, like we said last week on that feedback, you asked for negative feedback, you know, 
when you ask for positive feedback too, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning in your business. So just remember that. Thank you guys for listening. And I look forward to being back in your earbuds, playing in your car, your kitchen, or wherever you are very, very soon. Bye for now.